Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. Consumers have apps like Venmo or Cash App where you can send money to your friend in seconds. But we don't have that kind of product in the small business market, right? And I believe we are the first product that is going to serve this market. And I believe the real-time payment has a lot of scope. And I believe this could be the primary sector where we will see instant payment being delivered to small businesses anytime they raise an invoice, money will be in their bank account. And we happen to be the first one to bring this to the market. That was Nick Chandi, CEO and co-founder of Forward AI. And he is my special guest on this episode, episode 224 of the Leaders in Payments podcast. And I'm your host, Greg Myers. Nick has a degree in engineering, but his passion is for vision, strategy, and execution, and all revolving around the world of payments. Forward AI is a technology company with a truly distinct offering. Their core product, Precise API, connects to multiple accounting systems that function as the main control panel at any given business. With this integration, customers are able to push data and provide their accounting information to any one of their clients. They also offer a product called Forwardly that specifically targets the small business market for cash flow optimization. Nick and I talk about his journey to the role of CEO, including being the first company to go to market on behalf of small business B2B sector with instant payment options. We also talk about where he sees the industry going as it relates to cryptocurrency, blockchain, central bank-issued digital currency, and much, much more. We've got a great episode ahead, so let's get started. Hi, Nick. Thank you for being here and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in. So if you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, a few things like that. Thank you. Yes. So I am the CEO and co-founder of Forward AI. I currently live in Vancouver in Canada. I was born and raised in India, but I came to Canada around 25, 26 years ago. I went to a university here, University of Victoria, had some education in computers and IT, and I just live in this beautiful city in Vancouver today. Okay, okay, great. Well, let's talk about the company, Forward AI. So tell our audience what Forward AI does. We are a technology company and we have two distinct product and one is built on top of the other. Our core product is Precise API in which we connect to multiple accounting systems that I call the main operating systems of a business like a QuickBooks Online or Zero. So our technology connects to these accounting systems. We can pull data, we can push data, and we can provide that data to anyone, any bank, lender, or fintech. If you need to provide a business solution around payments or lending or underwriting, you can use our precise API. And the second solution we have is our forwardly product. That is a kind of cash flow management solution 
built on top of our core precise API. At the back end, we use the same integrations that we provide to our clients. And our Foverly app, it's a kind of cash flow management app that allows small businesses to receive instant payment from their clients in the real time, currently using RTP and in the future using FedNow. Okay. So let's talk about the first product. And you mentioned a few verticals, banks, fintechs, and others. Is it built specifically for those verticals or that just has naturally been who's been attracted to it? If I look back at my journey, Greg, you know, I have been working in the accounting domain for over 20 years and I had a successful exit in 2019. And that was a business that we built working with accountants and bookkeepers and building IT solutions for them, like building custom integrations with the QuickBooks or those kind of things. And after building that one, after selling that company, we got the opportunity to work with some banks and lenders during the PPP. And we found that there's a need in the market where Businesses need an easier way to share their data with the bank or lenders. And banks were also looking for, or lenders were also looking for a simpler and easier solutions where they can request access to the financial data of their clients right inside the main customer journey. So we saw a niche and uh, because we already had the knowledge and we already had the technology building these integrations. So we re-engineered our code and we provided the same solution as an API. So our that, that solution is now today globally scalable, you know, can meet local jurisdiction requirements in any country. And we have clients in US and UK, Australia, and New Zealand, those countries using our API solution. Okay. And for that product, is your go-to-market strategy going directly to the end customer or do you mainly market through channels? We are going directly to end customers and yeah, just we had a sales team that that was outreaching to them. And currently we are building some kind of automation on those ones so that we can we can leverage a component of the product-led growth so that them could be some efforts that are marketing driven instead of a sales driven. Okay. And so most of your end customers have an existing accounting package and you've already integrated with most of those. Well, our customers on that precise APS side, they are mostly fintechs or lenders or those kind of companies, but their customers have accounting packages. Their customers might be using QuickBooks or Xero or Microsoft Dynamics 365 or any other operating system, you know, any like ERP platform that is a, where they are recording their income and expenses and payment, those kind of things. So we are just an intermediary between their clients and our customers so that it's easier for for them to request access to the accounting data from their customers. Customers. Okay, okay. All right, well, let's talk about the Forwardly product a little bit. So you said it was more targeted towards small business. So tell us how a small business would leverage the product. Yeah, it's a great product that we are about to launch and we, we have been building it for last few months. So the way technology works is on our platform, 
is business owner, they need to connect to their accounting system. So when they connect their accounting system, we can fetch all your accounts receivable, the invoices, the amount and due date, all those kind of things. Then our customer tells us which bank account they would like to receive the payments in. So now we have two sources of data, accounting system and bank data. And we built this functionality in the app where they can request payments from their clients. And for their clients, they will have to connect their banking system. And with one click, they can make the payment and we can deliver those funds to our client's bank account within seconds, not in hours, not in days. We are using the ITP payment network from TCH. Okay. And you have plans to integrate the FedNow product as well? Yes. Yes. We are working with a service provider. And the last discussion I had with them, they told us, you know, uh, their technology is going to support FedNow as well when it becomes available in July. Okay. Okay, great. Well, what would you say differentiates your company from your competitors out there? We are very different, Greg. If you step back and we look at how small businesses are receiving payment today. I just read a survey before our call from a financial institution and the data showed that one out of three invoices that is still being paid by check today. There's a huge problem, as you know. Checks are very slow. Someone will have to write a check. Someone will have to mail it. And someone is going to open it and record in the accounting system and and walk to the bank and deposit it. That's very, very slow process. And on the other side, ACH, traditionally, ACH is taking three to five business days to arrive. Okay? And sometimes even longer if there are weekends and the holidays and the time, the date and time of the when you process the payment. So very, very slow process on the ACH site. Yeah, you can do two day or you can try to do same day, but that's a kind of banded kind of solution on top of the technology that, that is many decades old. And on the other side, you know, the other third option that we see businesses uh, have is credit cards. And as we know, credit cards, they are very expensive, almost 2, 3, 4% fee on those credit cards. And that is in the bottom line of these small businesses. And there is a graveyard of small businesses who had very thin profit margins and they couldn't afford the credit card fee and they had to fold their business. And if you look in the market, most payment solution, most business payment solutions or cash flow management platforms, they are built around checks or ECH or credit card. I believe we are the first solution in the market that's focused only on the instant payments. We are supporting RTP today. We are going to support Fed now. So currently, consumers have apps like Venmo or Cash App where you can send money to your friend in seconds. But we don't have that kind of product in the small business market, right? And I believe we are the first product that is going to serve 
this market and i believe the real time payment has a lot of scope and i believe this could be the primary sector where we will see instant payment being delivered to small businesses anytime they raise an invoice money will be in their bank account and we happen to be the first one to bring this to the market yeah and it's hard to believe that we're in the year 2023 and there's still what at least a third of invoices being paid by check that's just crazy it is it is it is and it's vastly different than what we see in other countries right i believe there are close to 60 countries in the world where they have some kind of real time payment solutions available or either they're working on it they have all those kind of things and we we are a little bit behind yeah i've been in the payments world for quite a while and we were behind with emv and i think you could go down the list of things we've been behind the rest of the world in when it comes to payments for some strange reason but it sounds like that's a niche that you guys have found that there hasn't been a focus on and that's where you guys are are focusing today and obviously integrating more products in the future that's right because we started with the b2b payments because we we know b2b payments are all about workflows and they are very complex payment they are invoices and that need to be reconciled and there are approval workflow sometimes needed and especially in the mid and large size companies and you need to issue w8 w9 forms sometimes 1099 so it's it's a very very complex process and i believe a technology like this one could make a big difference in solving cash flow challenges faced by small businesses 82% of businesses do fail due to cash flow problems and when you can receive your payment 3 days 4 days early that could be a lifetime kind of could feel like a lifetime if you are short on cash right and it's going to make a big difference for small businesses yeah absolutely Nick, where do you see the payments industry headed say in the next 2 to 3 years? I know we talked a little bit about the upcoming RTP coming out in July, but what else do you see are trends coming in this industry? Yeah, if I look forward to 2 3 years, uh, that's a bit difficult to say, but like Bill Gates says, you know, we often overestimate what we can do in a in a short term but underestimate what's possible in the long term. So on a higher level I'll give you my view what I see or what I feel are things that are going to most impact us in the next 10 years or so. There are two segments first one is cryptocurrencies and I mean the blockchain. I believe in the next 10 years most of the world economies they will have a central bank issued digital currencies i just responded to a survey on the weekend from bank of canada and they were doing a survey about cbdc how it should work in canada how it should work offline how would you like to store it and they were concerned about privacy or those kind of things and i believe we are going to see some action and action on this side and and i see the major economies will have some kind of their central bank issued digital currencies and once we have that kind of programmable money and i believe that's going to be revolutionary with new use cases and being able to help the segment of the society that we haven't been able to help like we saw during ppp you know 
we went through a crisis mode and uh, there was no easy way to disburse the funds to the population and once the banks or central government have those kind of option or technology i believe we will see new use cases you know that i can't even imagine today and another thing i am very confident about this b2b based real time payment i feel that we will see wider adoption on the b2b side of the itp or fed now than we will see on consumer side we already have so many good solutions on consumer side like venmo or cash app or zelle or those kind of things we see but b2b domain we lack and like i shared before b2b payments they are complex workflows and with this instant payment or things that are available in the faster payment there is a request for information where two counterparties they can have questions about the invoices or payments or line items those kind of things we never had those kind of options on the old legacy payment rails like ech or credit cards so i'm very optimistic that real time payment instant payment they will be ubiquitous in the next 20 years or so 5 10 years and we will see survey after survey shows that most companies they want to receive faster payment and they want to be in control of their cash flow so these are two things that i believe they are going to have a major impact in how the payment will move forward in the next 10 years. Okay, great. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. So, tell us about your journey to your role there as the CEO and co-founder. Yeah, so it's very interesting. You know, Forward AI we founded with my co-founder Jag and that he has been my business partner and we have been working together on multiple projects and founded many companies and had some successful exit over the time as well at the time of founding this forward ai we we had a new co-founder diljot he also joined us and he is one of the smartest young person i have seen in my life he was one of the top student at the university and we are really happy to have him in my team and because i'm a kind of person you know who we always have some vision about how things need to be done and we were thinking about founding this company and we talked about who will be the ceo and i ended up being the ceo of the company okay and you said you've been in the accounting space your entire career almost entire career yes in early days when i worked as an it manager for few companies they were from different domains and but working mostly on the websites or databases or those kind of things but then we founded this company called welcome networks and almost all of our clients they were accountants accounting firms bookkeepers or some of their clients as well but our workflow was all about you know supporting those accounting system building new integrations with them we also built an online accounting system from scratch slick pay and we had more than 40000 businesses using that that system at one time so we have very very deep understanding how accounting systems work how data is being stored how small businesses are using that kind of data and how they intend to use in the future as well okay okay well what are some things you're passionate about so maybe one work related passion and one personal passion on personal side you know <laughs> 
I am someone who like to have a very active lifestyle. Um, it tied to my business side, professional side as well. You know, I'm very hardworking person. Spend 10, 12, 14 hours a day sometimes. And I do take time to take care of myself. You know, the way I do is I go for a walk almost every day, six, seven days in a week, go for almost half an hour to one hour of walk. I do yoga three or four times in a week and I go to gym at least three times. So a pretty active lifestyle I try to live because I know after long hours, you you are stressed and you are under a lot of tension and you do need to engage into those kind of activities. So those are the kind of things that bring me peace and happiness and and the rest of the time I spend with my family and I'm lucky to have a great family. My wife, she also like to join me on some of those activities, going for a walk or sometimes on the hiking. That's where I spend my personal time, almost very routine, kind of very disciplined. I take very disciplined approach to have to do certain things at a certain time. I get up at a certain time, sleep at a certain time. And I think those are the kind of things that have helped me both professionally as well. Okay. Is there a part of the business that you have a specific passion for more so than other parts of the business? Yes. And I, like I shared, I am a kind of person who always like to think about how things need to be done, more like a visionary. Greg, you may not know that I graduated as an engineer, but that's not something I enjoyed. And I worked for a few years as an engineer, and then I switched to the MBA and I had my master's in business. And I'm glad I did it. And you know, I would have been a terrible engineer. And uh, <laughs> uh, recently I had to change a lock on my door and uh, I had to make three visits to the Home Depot, you know, so you can see, you know, what kind of skill I have. But I am really good on the planning side and uh, thinking and uh, thinking about strategy and uh, how the things need to be done and kind of uh, things that could make a difference, thinking about the new business models and how we can bring it to the market, those kind of things. Okay. Okay, great. So when you hire a new employee, whether it's at this company or others that you've you've hired people at, and especially within sort of the payments industry or fintech, what would you tell them when they come to your company? What should they do as someone maybe, you know, younger, coming out of school, looking at payments or fintech as a career, and they come to you and say, hey, what advice could you give me to help me be successful? What would you tell them? Right. So, if you are a fresh graduate from a school, college, you know, my advice will be, you know, follow your passion. If you think the payment is a domain where you would like to build career, yes, go for it. And I believe payment is one of the most exciting domain today. There's so many things you can do it and you can learn about those things online, listening to these kind of podcasts, reading blogs. And in fact, many colleges and universities today, they also offer fintech oriented classes or courses six months up to one year as well. I have seen, I just came across a FinTech 101 course that is being offered by Alex Johnson. You can do it in four, six weeks and that needs only three or five hours of commitment. So if you would like to 
build your career in fintech domain or payment domain. Let's look for those kind of courses. I'll be happy to share the link if anyone needs it. But those are the few things that that could help anyone be successful when they are early in their career, you know, but you need to be really hungry and you need to be very curious to learn more and passionate about this is the line I want to follow. And I believe if you pay good attention and you make good efforts and the future would be very bright in this domain. Yeah. I agree. I think payments in fintech is a a great industry to be in. And I think if it's your passion and to your point, if you work hard, you will be successful. So I think that's all great advice. I agree. So Nick, we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about the company and what you do and the two products that you guys go to market with. And we've talked about the industry and where it's headed. And then obviously a little bit about you and your background. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I think, Greg, you covered almost all the good questions. And I think this was a very insightful and good session we had today. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for your time today. I know your time is very valuable, so I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, Greg. Absolutely. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com, where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 